Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Ho, 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 from chronic to collapse, town and into now, respectively, that is. This is Are You Talking? REM Remy Special Christmas Edition. The comprehensive and encyclopedia compendium of all things REM. This is good rock uh, and uh, uh, roll uh, music. Welcome back. Yeah. Did you hear Santa? You know, during that song, I heard something. I was I was going to ask you what What did you hear? I heard like a super fat man. Mm-hmm. You can tell by his voice because mm-hmm. it was like, ho, ho, ho. oh, okay, okay. He was like super fat. Okay, and he was saying the previously aforementioned ho, ho, ho. Okay, now that is. Something that I associate with Santa Claus. Yes, but the, uh, not only the words, but yeah, the shut up for just one second. Yeah. When that is followed up by a hearty "Merry Christmas," then I'm like, "That's, oh, well, that's the Santa real tip off to me." Is yeah. like, you know, a lot of people can walk around saying like, "Ho ho ho!" You hear it Where's every day. Where's the bathroom? <laughs> oh oh oh! Speaking of which, what do you think Santa shits? Look like, and does he talk about like dropping presents off when he? I think they look like perfectly wrapped gifts. (laughs) That would be the dream to me, because you you know, I think shitting is the worst part of life. Hmm. You know what I mean? Know this that you thought this? I just I don't I well like why do we have to do it? Yeah, it's disgusting. It's terrible. It's awful. (laughs) What? Why? I don't understand. And and everyone, every single person has to. Yeah. Lay one out there, and I, I, I read an article recently about um, an animal that that uh, does perfectly formed cubes. Yeah, um, I like this animal, and uh, I forget which animal it is, but they studied. Uh, they didn't know why it happened, and mm. so they they uh, murdered one mm-hmm. uh, ritualistically and to split it open. <laughs> look at its entrails, <laughs> and uh, is this smear its blood upon is this the walls real? in a pentagram? Yes, it is real. Uh, I forget which uh, which animal it is, but they they uh, tore it open. Yep, and uh, took a look at its colon and everything, yep. and and uh, formed a hypothesis about why uh, it it forms cubes of shits like no other animal does. And what was the uh, aforementioned hypothesis? They, uh, it has something to do with the nutrients and and uh, the fact that it. Uh, doesn't need a lot of water to survive yeah, yeah. in its environment. And so the water gets drained out of it. Okay. Um, and then as it passes through the colon, it it's like draining this water and for some reason turns it into just perfectly six-sided cubes. Okay. So they're like, up oh, nutrients, water. All right. Throw the carcass in the garbage. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Glad we killed that thing. You know what? What creature is it? That's what I'm curious about. Okay. Let me try to look it up. Can you waste is time? Is it a human being? <laughs> I w- but that's my point. Put a little uh, bow on that and and paint some uh, gift wrapping on it. You know, I was thinking, following the line of logic we were following earlier, if I may. Sure. Uh, 
Santa Claus's shit's looking like perfectly wombats. I think wombats shit. Yep, uh, wombats cubes. Wombats, huh? Wombats. Wait, say that one more time. Wombats. Okay. Um. Yeah, they do. Okay, and this was in a uh, uh, an article I read. Uh. Yep. Yep. So instead wombats. of instead of, if someone's like telling you to turn the music down, instead of calling them a square, you can call them a wombat shit. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> How often does that happen to you, by the oh, way? Oh my God, all the time. <laughs> so you're, you're just being a like real Na- square. Naomi's like, hey, could you p- possibly turn this REM off? Could you stop dozing off at 9.30? <laughs> oh man, eight o'clock for me last night. Ooh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Of course I was up a little, uh, I actually prepped for this show uh, at approximately uh, between three and 5 a.m. And this then show? went back to sleep, yes. Wow, I didn't episode. prep for it because I didn't know it was happening. Yeah, well, that you know, I mean, uh, you, you're Par here for the course, a little bit, uh, a little bit. Um, so hold on a second. I want to go back. I'd love to, to play you like a golf course. By the way, by the way, Adam Scott is here. Mm-hmm. Hello. What? <laughs> uh, uh, Santa Claus shitting perfectly wrapped presents. So is that why when you come down the stairs in the middle of the night on Christmas Eve, he's taking a shit at the bottom? That's of why your he's tree? drinking all the milk and eating all the cookies. Yep. Now, what if? Presents, yeah, 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 were shit, were Santa <laughs> shit, but they were still presents. Like you open them and in the you box, open them in the box, there was whatever you wanted, but you knew that they were his shit. Oh, it actually derived from his feces. Yes, exactly. Would it, would you be like, you know what? It's kind of gross the way it came, but you know, uh, I'm not complaining. This is yeah. exactly what I wanted for Christmas. As long as it was that special Playmobil action tea set. I think I would be fine. The the oh wait, I know this one. The Playmobil yeah. special action tee set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, all the, the kids at, at least this year. This year they going Oh man, they want it. that action tee set. You know Black Friday? Mm-hmm. The day after Thanksgiving. Yeah, I remember people that. People go crazy. They go shopping. Sure. Biggest shopping day, as far as I'm concerned, of the year. I think you're probably right about that. I think okay. like a lot of people go shopping that day. Yeah. I feel like it's not something people talk about that much, um, especially around this time of year, right before Thanksgiving, people well, I mean, aren't I, really talking yeah, about Black I feel like Friday. people have all forgotten about Black Friday by yeah. this point of the year. You know, I mean, we're like Christmas is right around the corner. What about Black Friday? Yeah. Let's get, you know what? The left and their bullshit about not saying Black Friday. Oh, the liberal loonies. Ugh. Come on. Merry Christmas. What did you used to call him? Barack Hussein Obamacare? <laughs> I believe I did. Um, Him and all his cronies. Oh, those Black Friday cronies. Uh, hey, hey, hey. hey. Um, by the way, uh, my name is Scott Ackerman. Welcome back to the show. Adam uh, over here is wearing, uh, look at this T-shirt. I love it. It looks to be, first of all, we have uh, uh, David Letterman. Yeah. Uh, I know you guys can't see it, so I'm going to describe it. Sure. It's four heads mm-hmm. with a little bit about, you know how when you draw someone, sometimes you'll include, you got to include the neck. Well, the, this Respect is what I call the, the bust. The bust, exactly. Okay. Isn't it ironic yeah, yeah. that the bust doesn't include those booby parts? It is ironic. It's one of the great ironies. One of the great ones. <laughs> I mean, there are, how many great ones are there? I think there's probably three great ironies. Um, on the uh, uh, is this an episode of there are probably three great ironies <laughs> I think it might be it's like hey everyone 
welcome to, what is it? There are probably three great ironies. Uh, welcome to the show. This is Scott. This is Scott. And uh, welcome to the show. I said that before. And uh, we're talking about, I've been trying to come up with Mount Rushmore until now. And all I could think of was Mission Impossible. Yeah. Well, the reason that, that is, is number two of the world's great ironies, by the way. Yeah. But I was going to say on the, on the Mount Rushmore of the world's great ironies, there is the one that we mentioned first, which was- Which was- I'm, I don't even I'm remember. drawing a blank. <laughs> but the second one- But that's one, one of the, that's number three. That I'm drawing a blank that on you're that. drawing a blank when it, it's one of the, it's the number one world's greatest irony. Let's throw that up on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> on Mission Impossible itself. So Mission Impossible is number two. That's number two. So that is, how would, how do we represent that on Mount Rushmore? Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Oh, come on. Jack yeah. Reacher himself. Yeah. Jack Reacher stars in Mission Impossible. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if Jack Reacher were real? And he was like, you know what? I'm tired of kicking ass and taking yeah. names. Yeah. I just want to act. Yeah. I just want to be in movies. I want to be in one of those Mission Impossible movies. So they were like, you know what, Jack? Tom broke his ankle yeah. on Mission Impossible Fallout. We need a body double for him. Sure. You look exactly like him. Yeah. I mean, you. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, you're an exact match. Yeah. Come on here, star star in the Mission Impossible movies. So the next Mission Impossible, it would say Tom Cruise and, and Jack, Jack Reacher, Reacher starring as Ethan Hunt. <laughs> right. in Is that Mission his Impos name? In the Mission Impossible? Yeah. yeah. Ethan Hunt? Ethan Hunt. So that's like Jack Reacher. He is always reaching for guns and reaching for people's mm -hmm. necks. And then Ethan Hunt is out there hunting for Bad impossible guys. missions. Bad guys. What the fuck? Well... And Listen, Tom Cruise is cruising around out there on his on his little motorbike with those sunnies sitting up oh, on his nose. Oh my gosh, those, those sunnies! Love it. The risky businessman himself. Did you see Fallout? I did. I, I I love that movie very much. Oh yeah, it's great. Would you kiss it? <laughs> mm, Fallout. <laughs> um, yeah, it's great. I, I the, what, probably one of the best uh, series of uh, is this I Love Films. Uh, ye Wait, first of all, we need to wrap up our. No, we'll wrap it up of, later, but I think this yeah, is I, I Love Films. Right. Hey, everyone, welcome to I Love Films. This is Scott. And this is Scott. We're talking about great franchises. Franchises? And, and we're talking. We're not we're, talking about Dairy Queen. No, no, no. We're, we're not, not talking about Burger King. By the way, have, have, you ever, way. have you ever thought about this? Dairy Queen and Burger King are like the royalty of fast the food. The royalty of fast food. And then Donut Prince. <laughs> and, That's really funny. And, and then uh, a Princess uh, a Salad. Uh, yeah, and then uh, uh, the, the, the Duke the, of... The Jester uh, of, uh, of Rolls and Breads. Yeah, the, the, uh, the, the, the Duke of uh, Green Beans. So, great franchises, franchises though. Uh, and what we're we talking got? about movies, popcorn movies. movies sure, we like them sure, we like, like films. We, look, we know we like films. Sure. It's in the title. Everyone Although knows. I think this is I Love Film, not films. But look, it's yeah. in the title. And is this an episode of I Actually Really Like Movies? <laughs> I think it is. Hey, everyone. Welcome to... I actually, actually really like, like movies. Yeah. This is Scott. And this is Scott. I forget the title sometimes, but you know what? I actually really like movies. Me too. Okay, Bye. thanks. Bye. Bye. And just like the movies, we play out our last scene. 
anyway, franchises. Franchises and Mission Impossible. Uh, M-I, M colon I. Is so good. It's uh, one of the best franchises in cinema history. Consistent. And as far as I'm concerned, there's been like five, six of them. I don't even know. Okay, let's that's, count. That's them. how consistent it is. Let's count them. Okay, you got number one. Mission Impossible. Number two. Number two. Number three. Number three. Number four. Wait, three is, okay, three, three. then, then four. Then you got number four. Then you got number five. five. Then you yeah. got number six. Okay, so number six. So, there's six I of think there's six. Six. Yeah. Let's count those down again. Okay, you got there's number one. One. Number two. two. Number three. four. Oh, what? yeah, three. I'm three. sorry, I skipped three. Three, 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 three. Number three. four. No, three. Three, yes. Wait, let's start over. Okay, number one. one three. Two. Wait, no. I love three so much. Three is great. The J.J. Abrams one. It's really fun. Is that what it is? Do you want to skip over the John Woo one? Is that what That's kind of what I'm getting. Did he make one with John Woo? He made the second one, John Woo. Number two? Uh Uh-huh. That's John Woo. John Woo? Brian De Palma. Wait, John John Woo? John Woo. Woo's on first. (laughs) (laughs) That's classic. That's from a classic film called Abbott and Costello Do Whatever It Is They Did. Yeah. Abbott and Costello Do Whatever It Is They Did is another classic. A classic film. And I would call that a film. That's a film. That to me, that's, you know what? It may have started out as a movie, Mm -hmm. like entertaining the masses. Ha ha ha. Selling some tickets. Look at this guy. Yell at this fat guy. But it turned into a film. And that's what time plus movie equals film film time plus movie, movie equals, equals film. film anyway uh uh mission impossible is great all right oh, see you bye so good bye um and uh we got to wrap up this show as well yeah what was it called <laughs> great this one ironies. was called uh i think there might be three great ironies <laughs> okay bye it's like Anyway, back to this T-shirt. Mm. We got David Letterman, yep. the bust of David Letterman. Oh, that's what that irony was. We got to get back into the. Yeah, d- let's get back into the show. <laughs> it's like rain on your it's a free ride. Hey, welcome to. I think there are three great ironies. This is Scott, and this is Scott. And uh, isn't it ironic? The first. Of the three great ironies is that when you look at a bust, it don't got them boobies. Yeah, there there are no boobs in the bust. (laughs) And so you got to, it makes, at least it makes me wonder, where'd that expression come from? Where did that expression come from? It's definitely not the bust. It's not the bust. So we'll never know. We'll never know. Bye. Bye. It's like So you got, you got Letterman. Yeah. You got, and by the way, it looks, it, it almost looks as if Crumb drew one of these, but. Which one looks like Crumb to you? Uh, five o'clock. Five. Bottom right. This no, guy? No, bottom this right. Guy? Yeah, bottom right as you look, camera right. Yeah. Um, that looks like Crumb drew him, but I, that's the one I don't. a bit of a Crumb vibe to that's all not, of it, but I would say. Not all of it, because Letterman doesn't look like. Okay, let me describe it. You have four faces, four busts. That's you, right. You got Letterman, David Letterman, top left. David Letterman. You got Larry Bud Melman, top right. Pee Wee Herman, bottom left. And then I is oh that's Paul Schaefer, yeah, bottom right. That's but that's like seventies Paul Schaefer, or early eighties. Early eighties, yeah. So who who drew these? This T-shirt is a 
David Letterman fan club t-shirt from 1983 or 84. What? I got it on eBay. Crazy. I know. It's awesome, right? And you're wearing it. I wear it every once in a while. I am starting to have- I, On I need your to, body, on I, your torso. I need to hand wash it because it's starting to disintegrate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because of the dirt on your body or- Yeah. The dirt on my body is so putrid and toxic. <laughs> You're like Hollywood's pig pen. This, I've always said. This t-shirt disintegrates every time I wear it and I have to rebuild it um, mm. in a bucket of warm water. I wish it would disintegrate night. around those nips. Oh, I can just show you my nips. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Let's turn the cameras off. Adam's going to show me his nips. Turn off the lights. Turn off the lights. Scott, put your night vision goggles on. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lights. <laughs> Lights off. Here we go. And okay, turn the lights back on. Camera's back on. Camera's if you back want. on. Yeah, if you want. Yeah. Those nips were. What do you think? They were, they were really great. Congratulations. You're welcome. <laughs> um. We're going to be, by the way, welcome to a very special, if you didn't realize it by now, with Santa, the, ho, the ho, Santa hoing visit. away yeah. uh, over our theme song. But this is a very special uh, holiday-themed episode of Are You Talking R.E.M. Remy. Remy. We've talked about it. This is our last episode of the year. We've talked about it uh, for several months now. How we were saving those Christmas uh, fan club singles until our, our holiday episode. And you know here what's we are. fun? What? Is that we were going for a while this year. In, in a lot of ways, it was the year of uh, Are You Talking REM Remake? In a lot of ways, it truly was. And I wish more best of lists, uh, yeah. uh, not, not about podcasts generally, but about Just of anything. everything. Just yeah. we're talking about how it is the year of Are You Talking REM Remake? What if you and I shared person of the year on <laughs> Time Magazine? <laughs> <laughs> because of this podcast. And the, the picture on the cover was you and I both holding the cover of the magazine and, and fighting over it. That's right. Or like me trying to give it to you and then swooping it away. That's right. Like our t-shirt on sale now at podswag.com. Um, you just just stuffing those plugs in there. Stuffing I love those plugs. You, you love stuffing plugs. I love stuffing plugs. Um, so what if though? What I I I, I really you know look it, in a lot of ways it it was the year of are you talking to REM Remy? Pretty much all other podcasts sort of fell away. Well, because because the show debuted, I believe, in February, somewhere around there. Yeah, February, March. I can't recall. Okay. And now we stopped I for a while. Recall. In sept oh, is that Bill Clinton? I don't recall President having sexual Clinton, relations with that woman. Oh my god! It depends on what the definition of is. Ah, uh, <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. Oh, oh, oh! Where's the bathroom? Wait, was that um, President Clinton or was that that was President Clinton saying what we all say every day? Ho, ho, ho! Where's the bathroom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. Uh, I forget what we were talking about. You were talking about this is the year of, are you talking yeah, R.E.M., yeah, my yeah, dear yeah. lad? It is in a lot of ways because we debuted this year. And in then also February. we took this long break. We uh, Not long enough, and, as far and, as I'm concerned. And then we came back and uh, now we're on episode, uh, what, three again? 
I, th- I believe... Th- Just kind of a recap of our productivity. I believe we put out 31 episodes this year, which is not bad. That's very I mean, good. not of this show. We do, Between this and our U2 show, we yeah, did 31 yeah, yeah. episodes. But pretty good. That was almost almost a weekly show. We took 21 weeks off. How many two apps did we do? Uh, U2 apps, I believe. Yeah. I don't know. We did four, maybe. Huh. Okay. Um, and then uh, we did a stained glass. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, then uh, a bunch of this show. So, yeah. So uh, you can't uh, accuse us of slacking. No. You know what I mean? No, you can't. Were you a slacker? Um, you like, mean, like, you know what I mean? In the 90s, were you like a typical like uh, do flannel-wearing, you know, g- uh, Gen Xer? Yeah, I think I... I think I definitely adopted the wardrobe. Did you have like the flannel uh, with the with the lumberjack shirts over it and the and the caps, the beanies, and all? Wait, that? isn't a flannel? Isn't that a lumberjack shirt? I thought a flannel, or maybe I'm thinking a long underwear. You know, what's the long underwear? The, uh, yeah, I yeah. guess you're right. Flannel is the lumberjack shirt. But, what, what, but you know, the, what I'm fl- talking the, the the like long underwear with the flannel. Sometimes over you it. call it. Don't you call long underwear? Is this an episode of what do you call long underwear? Yeah. A pretty Welcome to What Do You Call Long Underwear? This is Scott. And this is Scott. And we're just talking about what we call long underwear. Because I think you were thinking maybe it was called flannel. I thought some people call them flannels. Like, put on your flannel underwear. Oh, yeah, you're right. Don't you think? Flannel. No, flannel underwear. A flannel. I'm going to look it up. It's like uh, pajama bottoms that are like flannel shirts. Let Let me look up flannel underwear. Isn't it just like a... Flannel material made into uh, uh, pajamas. I got uh, some uh, images here. Let's see. Let's see what you got. I got. Ooh, look yeah. at that. Let's check this one out. Jeez. Ooh. Is that, <laughs> this is, is getting that what me you a meant? little bit. Is that what you meant hot. by flannel underwear? I guess. I guess not. Okay. I always thought. Well, I guess you know from like reading Little House on the Prairie and stuff. It's like like. Did you bring your flannels? Right. I always thought it was like uh, underwear, but okay. all right. Well, um, yeah, I wore flannel shirts and stuff. How we'll about see you, you next time. Bye. Bye. A pretty girl in her underwear. A pretty girl in her underwear. Um, I think I always saw people walking around. Okay, I was going during the height of it. And you were like, this is bullshit. Well, during the height of it, I was in college and I was up in San Luis Obispo and I would see um, people walking around with it and go, wow, how did they get that outfit together? Anytime any kind of new fashion thing happens and I see someone just like, and when I say someone, I mean like a non-celebrity, like uh, uh, just a- uh, A person. A non-com, a non-commissioned officer. Um, Just a regular Joe Mm -hmm. on the street. Who doesn't have access to a, a stylist. regular J? Yeah, regular J, an RJ. Yeah. When I see RJ, regular Joe. <laughs> when I see RDJ, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Walking down the street, um, but wearing a perfect outfit that looks just like a rock, something a rock star wears yes. or whatever. I'm always like, how did they get that outfit together? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What they do? Exactly did they have to mean. like? Did they find one thing at one store? Because I would. Here's what I like to do when I go shopping. I like to go to one store. And I like to buy my wardrobe for the year. Get it. Just everything. get it all right then. Yeah. 
I, I is this an ad for something that you're like <laughs> when I up do to? it when I do it <laughs> I don't think it sounds like a we, podcast do ad. we have any ads for any any clothing places that we can shoehorn into this not really no it, this conversation is heading in that direction <laughs> may as well get some cash um but you know what I mean like when I was a kid there would be one time a year that you would go out to to get clothes yeah. and you like you know you'd get your tough skins yep you'd get your Levi's you'd oh, get yeah. everything you'd go down to Mervin's yeah and it would be like August the end of August yeah. and you it would be one and you'd get everything you needed for that year in one place sure so to see but to see I I don't think back then there were people who had like a grunge store where uh-huh. you could get every part of that outfit. It seemed to me like you would have to like walk around and go, okay, I'm going to get my We're long, talking like long underwears here. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine you could go into Urban Outfitters and just get now. everything. No, back then too. They had Urban Outfitters back then? For sure. It was in, in Santa Monica. I remember. Oh, okay. I used to go out there. In the early now. I'm talking 91. I'm talking like 94. Okay. I don't know how, how long Urban Outfitters Is this an episode of I'm Talking 94? Yeah. Welcome to I'm Talking 94. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And what are we talking about? Well, I'm talking like 94. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's what, yeah, that is what we're talking about. Um, what'd you do? Yeah, what's going on in 94? 94 for me? Yep. Gee whiz. Gee willikers. <laughs> uh, let's see. Urban Outfitters founded in 1970. What? It, can you believe it? No, I can't. The year I was born. Can you believe this? I... Number of locations, 245 as of February when we started this podcast. Yeah. The year of Are You Talking to Hurry Emory Me? Number of employees, 25,000. Yeah, they're, they're everywhere, right? They are everywhere. Subsidiaries, anthropology, free pe- Should we be Wait, getting paid for this? Anthropology is part of Urban is, I guess it's a subsidiary, yeah. It's all, it's like- what? Uh, 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 I'm trying to think of any business that owns another business. It's like Instagram being part oh, of Facebook. Or that, that German company, or that Swedish Volkswagen? company that owned Los Poyos Hermanos and oh, uh, yes, Breaking Bad. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, bye. Bye. So anyway, so when I would see someone wearing one of those perfect outfits, I'd just go like, I don't, I don't even know how I would do that. Like, say I wanted to dress like that. Yeah. You wouldn't the, even know the where The legwork yeah. of, of going to five different places uh-huh. to get, you know, yeah. a complete outfit. Let me ask you this. Uh, go for it. Back then, or even up to this very day we're living now, if someone walks up and uh, walks in a room and they're- So rather than walking up- Walks into a room. Or they can you cor- walk you up corrected some yourself. stairs to where you are or walk. <laughs> I don't know why you decided to get more specific at that point. You were like, walk. someone walks up or <sighs> walks into a room. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was picturing you on the street and someone walking up to you. But then I was like, well, that's too. That's like a stranger. I'm that's talking a stra- about you're talking about a, a someone in a room. Oh, a stranger or someone you know. Okay, got it. Okay, l- let's say stranger. <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's say stranger. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in your mind right now. <laughs> <You're> co- <laughs> we'll just get the let's, hypothetical let's, out. Okay, it's a stranger. Let's say, <laughs> let's say stranger because I want this to be you not knowing the okay. person. <laughs> okay, I don't know the person. Good, I'm on board. But it's possible that friends of yours know this person, okay? Okay. <laughs> so we could have mutual friends. We're in the same... We're You're, in a city You live in the we, same universe. Okay, okay. Okay, got it. This person... Let me just ask you. Do you, If someone walks up to you and they have... They're, On the street? Yeah. Or in a room. Someone I don't know, but someone who possibly knows or someone I know? Or walks up to you from another room into the room you're in. Okay, got it. And they have their outfit is super duper put together. Like it looks like they're, like you said, a rock star. They have a stylist. Oh yes, or going to a photo shoot. Are you immediately suspicious of this person? Sort of. It's it's that I'm suspicious and jealous at the same time. Uh I'm like, oh wow, I wish that I were that put together. Yeah. But why are you trying so hard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like. but but at the same time, it, I also then say, oh, man, I should try harder. Uh-huh. You know, there have been certain years of my life where I was, like, trying for fashion. Yeah, like, I'm going to go for it. <clears throat> I would say, like, 96. Uh-huh. 2001. No, like, I don't know. <laughs> no, but, like, it usually involves, like, getting a little flush with cash. Like, yeah, you know or, what? Yeah. I'm going to... Okay. There was a time in my life where, like, shoes, I had a lot of shoes, Uh and I would get compliments from women on shoes and stuff. And I I think it also, like, coincided. Like, sneakers? Or not even sneakers, like, you know, uh, uh, hard hard bottoms and stuff. (laughs) Hard bottoms? (laughs) What? Sneakers have soft bottoms, don't they? (laughs) What? I've never heard of shoes being referred to with soft and hard bottoms. On their soft bottoms. Okay. (laughs) But, um... But the, it also coincided with me being single, I feel like, a lot yeah, of times. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Sure. You're a guy who seems like, well, I mean, you're um, uh, an occasional person who acts on TV occasionally and a person who acts in movies occasionally. Um, I wouldn't call you, like, uh, a regular on either in either <laughs> right, medium. <laughs> right, But But you almost have an image uh, for anyone who cares that you have to maintain. So you're a married man and you have, uh, uh, as, uh, I've never met them, but children, I believe. Um, and But when you go out there in the public and if someone were to see you on the street, uh, or someone were to come up to you, yes, <laughs> a stranger, yes, or someone that you you might have a mutual friend with, yes, and you were not looking your best, yeah, you would feel like I can't walk out of the house right. I'm Adam uh, Scott, not really. I mean, this is sort of dressing down for you, but you are you put right in, now, yeah, but you put in a lot of like effort into this in a way. Like you, it, it definitely, you know, you're wearing some nice shoes, uh, yeah. some some hard bottoms. I have some, well, are these hard? They look kind of soft. <laughs> well, let me touch them. Yeah. They're pretty soft. They're pretty, those are pretty soft. They're squeaky. <laughs> but um, do you think about that? Do you ever like, like you want to leave the house, but you're in sweats and your hair's a mess and you're like, I can't. What if there's a photographer? No. Have you ever been photographed on the street? Like standing outside my house? (laughs) (laughs) Have you, have you, you've been interviewed by TMZ, one would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. They're usually like at the airport. At the the airport. Yeah. I was, I was on TMZ recently and my hair was terrible. I'd just gotten off a flight. Yeah. So. You always look like shit. Yeah. It's a real problem. It's a real bummer. (laughs) 
This is a big problem in America. Huge. <laughs> we need to we need to attack this right away. Figure this out. Um, but you look great, is what I'm trying to oh, say. You too. <laughs> thank that you. actually is a cool jacket. Just uh, for okay, the record. Thank you. For the record, let, let the record let the, let the record show. Um, we're going to be talking about REM or REM's uh, uh, Christmas uh, singles on this show. Yeah. Uh, so uh, tell you what, why don't we take a break? Unfortunately, we don't have any clothing sponsors that we could have uh, segued into. It's kind of a bummer, but uh, we'll take a break and see what we do have uh, in terms of sponsors. How's that sound? Yeah. When we come back, we'll be talking Christmas. We will be right back with more Are You Talking R.E.M. Remy. Ho, 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 where's the Hey, Adam, we have new shirts. What? New shirts really? in the store. Which is, I love the shirts so far for uh, Are You Talking R.E.M. Remy. What's this one? <laughs> this one is uh, 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 replicates, you know those, you know those shirts that have the two hands that are sort of like intertwined coming Do from? I know those shirts. Yes, yes. I know Okay, those the famous shirt. Yeah, We did a take on it where it's our famous auxiliary cord trick. Yeah. Where it's uh, uh, one of us offering the auxiliary cord to the other and then pulling it away. So our most famous visual gag <laughs> you from a find, podcast. From a podcast that no one has seen. It is just, people have had to imagine it. We now have a drawing of it. So if you want a t-shirt that you have to explain to every single person you come in contact with. <laughs> and that with, is every t-shirt all that of we our have sold. Yes. But this one, maybe even more maybe so. Maybe even more. Although I think most people would look at it and just go, oh, cool shirt. Yeah. Much like the other one. The other ones, you need like a full explanation. <laughs> yeah, you want a jet ski. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, these are available now over at Podswag. So uh, they're available now. They just came out today. So uh, head on over to podswag.com and you can get those shirts, some of our previous shirts. I think we still have shirts uh, available from uh, our previous shirts. Go check them out uh, and uh, be the first on your block and probably only person on your block to wear one of these <laughs> and have to constantly explain it to all of your friends. Have po fun with that. Podswag.com. Bye. Welcome back. Are you talking to R.E.M.? Remy. Remy. Remy Zero. We Are had you? a big Remy Zero. Yeah, we had a big Remy Zero. <laughs> talk chat. into that. I forgot that about thing. the microphone. Uh, a few eps back. Yeah, Remember we did. That? Yeah, you were you were really into him. I saw him open for Travis, and then we talked about Travis and how much we liked him. A little recap of a previous ep here. Love it. I if love you haven't heard that. that one, go back and check it out. It's called the. Uh, the Travis Remy Zero episode. <laughs> we should do a best of of this show. I mean, considering it was the podcasting event of 2018. Well, yeah, we should do uh, an episode where we do commentary over the first episode. Didn't we do that? <laughs> we already did yeah. that. <laughs> no, but I mean, we should do it again. Okay. Since we did it for the U2 show. Sure, sure. Um, welcome back. We're we're talking about REM uh, as we have been all year uh, for uh, several weeks, and uh, we're going to be uh, discussing the Christmas songs that REM put out on their Christmas singles throughout the years. Before we do that, I want to say thank you to some people who wrote it. I missed some of these on one of our previous episodes, uh, and I had a pile of mail sitting there, so I want to thank uh, Alex. Uh, on Twitter is at Simoftw or something. Sim, 
sim uh, sim of tw i don't know but he uh he sent us this really nice uh bootleg uh, concert oh. from 1988 uh, oh can i see 89 sorry there you go uh, I also want to thank Kevin and Gwen Williams, Lindsay Cuba, Andrew DePotter, Robert Cullen Keel, Brian Campaign, Matt Lubins, Chris Overpeck, Nick Williams. Thanks for all your mail. Appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> I should clear my throat during the break, shouldn't I? This is weird. This, you should uh, eat your, uh, you, your bar before. <laughs> this, uh, this, this bootleg is only half a concert. Yeah, well, I I would imagine half only half a show would uh, fit, would on, fit one, on a record, one record. Yeah, but um, this is cool though. Yeah, you want it? I do. I wish. Uh, I wish I. Well, I guess I can. Do you need a turntable hookup? I I have a turntable. It's just not the kind that is awesome. So do you want an awesome? That's yeah. Look, that's why I should have said originally. Do you yes. need an awesome turntable <laughs> hookup? <laughs> yeah. Why you have a turntable person? No, but I'm saying someone out there must must have some sort of hookup for us, some company. Yeah, right? that would be all the all the stuff that gets sent to us. We should get a we should get a turntable. Naomi got me a a um a turntable for a, like a for a I think it was a birthday gift, um and it was kind say of one of Christ, those. Say it's a Christmas gift. Oh, Christmas. it'll fit into Excellent. this episode a little. Remember better. the you know those ones that you can like put the lid down and carry like it has a yeah that's on. the one I have yeah. So it's one of those, and it said on it, it says, Bluetooth enabled, thinking that you could play a record. You could play a record and, and, and broadcast it to your Bluetooth to speakers your Bluetooth or something? Bluetooth speakers. So okay. she got that, but hadn't, like, read the fine print. What it is, How, is Who's reading fine print on boxes? No, n- not that she should have, but I guess somewhere it explains. It sounds that, like you're blaming her, though. <laughs> okay, I'm not. The... Th- this shitty little speaker that's on the side of the record player, right. that's a Bluetooth speaker. So you could play music from your phone into the shitty speaker the on sh- the thing, <laughs> but you can't... You can't go from the thing to the thing. But it awesome must, speaker. It must have an aux cord. It has an aux cord, but... Or what, an aux input or, or is, output it ha- or whatever. It has yeah. all that stuff, but... I bet you. I bet I mean, we could figure this out for you. No, I, I know that I can hook it up to a speaker, but I don't want to have a... Why permanently have wires out from my from my no 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 what I'm player. saying is, is we could we could hook it up into a Bluetooth broadcaster thing that's like not a wire hanging out and then it could broadcast. Do you have like uh, uh, speakers in your walls and stuff? Yeah, like that? but yeah, I, we could do all that. But I don't want to do we that. Need, we, I want a thing that just I does want that. a thing that does that. <laughs> you sound like one of those jerks. I'm from a baby, Willy Wonka. <laughs> I don't want an auxiliary cable to deal with. That's me. If you if you have a hookup for a record player, hit us up because yeah, Adam is on. Adam is unraveling. I'm lost. <laughs> I am lost. Did you what kind of car stereo did you have when you were driving as a as a younger person? None. I, I drew I drove by a car stereo installation place the other day and I was like, they still have these? Me, yeah. I it, it was I mean back Do in they? the eighties and nineties it was like I was very concerned with it. I, oh, I used to go to Circuit City and get a quote of like having an awesome sound system. Totally. And, you were, and you were always getting your car stereo stolen. Why is that stuff. not a thing anymore? I do people not I guess not listen to I guess because it's all Bluetooth now. One of the something? best bits in uh, MacGruber is that he's always carrying his, his car, car stereo <laughs> with. <laughs> but but people don't do that anymore. Why is that? Do you know? I I is it not. 
is it not everybody or is it me or, or people our age? Are younger people concerned with their car stereos? I don't know. I don't know. Is it just that Do cars people drive kind of, anymore? People, cars just kind of come with stereos now Maybe? that are decent and there's no need to fuck around with them? I don't know. Because car stereos used to be terrible. Right. Are and now it now? seems like they're sort of built into cars <laughs> and they're I haven't somewhat, bought a car. I haven't bought a car in 10 years, so I don't, I don't really know. But is is there there? Remember, you used to have to take a like your plate off of a car stereo. Oh as yeah, well? oh totally. Or pull the entire pull thing the out entire like thing out. But but like you have a more recent car. I would yeah, imagine. Yeah. Do you, is there is there ever any danger of anyone stealing it? Or no, because it's so much a part of the car that I don't think it's you even couldn't possible even, to pull it out. That must be what it is. Yeah, they somehow snuck that technology through to us, yeah. uh, curtailing. These uh, uh, scofflaws yeah. out there stealing radios, and they snuck it right by us, and we didn't even notice. But I don't think my car stereo in the first place is anything that's incredible. I would imagine people who are really into having incredible sound in their car do put something in there. They that must could have be some stolen. like yeah, like major bass. Yes. Thing. Every once in a while, someone will drive by with like just the bass. Insane boom. bass, bro. Oh. Um, I remember my brother had incredible sound in his car when he was in high school, and he had like a whole system that he paid for with his the dollars job he had <laughs> with dollar bills that he worked that he earned working at a job. Um, but and I and I remember it sounding amazing. I think way better than like the stereo I have now. But did he, he was let always you worried into, about it getting stolen? Yeah. Did he let you sit in the car and listen to stuff? Or? Sometimes, yeah. Every once in a while, well, back in my old place. Uh, if I really wanted to listen to something like uh, like when we put out the the Christmas CDs for charity and stuff like that, yeah. if I really wanted to listen to it and and pick up on all the finer points of it, I would have to go into my car. <laughs> and I remember I was talking to Jimmy Pardo recently about uh, a certain Chicago record, and I was texting him because I had just gotten it, and, I, yeah. and I'm in my place right now, and I was listening to it on good speakers and everything. Yeah, and and I was talking about the finer points of it, and he was like, "Hold on, let me go out to my car." <laughs> yeah. Oh no! If I want to listen to something now, it it's either headphones or my car. It's not like mm -hmm. I listen to it at home to really listen to it. Is that because you can't? disturb your children you can't turn it up or you do you not have the capability it's just no i have the capability it's just not it's not the kind of speakers or sound system where you're really like oh yeah there it is like mm -hmm. there's everything i that's possible with it okay <laughs> that makes no sense <laughs> um talking about christmas uh adam talked about his uh great christmas gift from naomi of uh, this shitty record player <laughs> um but uh, let's talk about christmas memories oh man what are some of your treasured christmas memories go wait christmas memories that involve treasure yes hmm. um you got a mouthful of food and i asked at the very wrong no time. it's all that food did is you gone swa did you, i swallowed it did you do a dry swallow of that big chunk big chunk of this particularly gross uh protein bar do you want to name names no i guess not but there is a flavor of this protein bar that I enjoy. This one's gross. <laughs> let me let me check it out. Well, here's the problem. It's fart and booger flavored. <laughs> Wait a second. Oh my god. I'm such an idiot. Um, okay. What about you? Let me hear some Scott Ackerman Christmas memories involving treasure. 
Well, there was one Christmas I do remember uh, we we were spending it out at uh, grandmother and grandfather's house. Oh, yeah. Um, out in the woods. And uh, we took a sleigh to get there with a horse-drawn carriage and yep. all typical, you know, Christmas going time. Over, typical yep. Christmas time, going jingle bells attached, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. uh, w- whipping the the horses as hard uh, as we yeah, could, yeah. Just so go, you whoops, so you can go. Come on! Whoops, whoops. God damn it! Faster! Go. Faster! Whoops! Fuck! Just really in the Christmas spirit. Yep. And uh, we arrived at grandmother and grandfather's house, um, and and hello, Scott. And we saw the um, what we thought was smoke coming out of the chimney. It turned out it was steam. Huh. They were steaming potatoes in the oh. chimney. Um, and uh, uh, as we approached, um, I saw a giant. Uh, you know, it was snowing. Yeah. So it was it was white everywhere. But then I saw a giant red X hmm. about thirty paces from their cabin, and I thought to myself, "There's fucking treasure in there." Hmm. There's fucking treasure under this. But I couldn't, you know, I couldn't go off and search for it right then because I'm right. Because then they would go, he's looking for our treasure. So I had to wait until everyone was asleep. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is Christmas Eve, mind you. And uh, so I'm sneaking down the stairs. Mm -hmm. I I grab a a shovel and a spade. And what's a spade? It's a tool that you've heard of David Spade? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I'm I'm just about to go to that red X and get the treasure, and who's there to meet me down at the bottom of the stairs? But the jolly old fat man himself, Santa, is there. Santa Claus, and he's got his list, and he's got he's got two lists, and he's got naughty and nice, and he goes. Hey, boy, I know what you're doing trying to steal the treasure. Yeah. Which list do you want to be on? Oh, and I'll be damned if I wasn't like Santa. You got me. But wait a second. Why is looking for treasure naughty? Because it's stealing someone's treasure. I mean, but how do you look? Know? If you're gonna bury, some, if you're gonna bury treasure out in the woods somewhere, I guess that's part of the risk. Hey, it's up for grabs, as far as I'm concerned. And why are you putting a big red X where it is? <laughs> so they would know where it is to yeah, return but to. Then it. other people, you're asking, and it has for to it. correspond to the map where the big red X is right. on the map. I know there's got to be a map somewhere, but you don't need a map if there's a big red X. Listen. They're, whoever it was, they're idiots. It was my grandmother and grandfather. I'm sorry. God. I'm sorry. Anyway, so yeah, I, I stole the treasure. Good. Um, and I got on the naughty list, but um, there was uh, $3.6 million. Yeah, so so bring on the naughty list, bring man. On, yeah, I didn't give a shit. And uh, Dolores. That's how I started Facebook. Love it. Yep. Love it. I'm glad that you still do this show. I know. It's really nice of me, but I love it. How about treasure memories for you? I don't have any. <laughs> any What's your first Christmas memory? Do you remember anything that happened? Do you remember? Uh, uh, the I do f- remember one thing. I remember once looking, um, peeking, and seeing my- You were peeking, you were on ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is last Christmas. Seeing my big present, I, I guess I was like, 10 or 11 or something, seeing the big present. The big present. Was it like dildo shaped? Was it? <laughs> well, no, seeing it unwrapped out in the living room. Oh, like, okay. And everyone kind of standing around it, having a drink. Like I'm asleep, mm-hmm. apparently. there. Who's everyone, by oh, the way? Oh, just family. The uh, the grownups. The grownups are out there. How like, many grownups are in your family? Well, I think- 28? Uh, no, I think like friends were something. There was like- mm-hmm. Who goes over to someone else's house on Christmas Eve That's what and I'm, helps wrap- 
No, it their was, kids present. Maybe it, I, I, I don't know. That, it was the are grown they ups. that desperate for alcohol? The grown ups of the family were still hanging out, okay, chatting and having brand. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, and I peek out. I see my big gift. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what it was? Yeah, it was a it was a bike. It was a but new bicycle. That's big. That's really big. Yeah, it was a big deal. How and big is this bicycle? What are we talking? Human sized? Uh, elephant sized? No, no, no. It's a bicycle for a giant. Oh, so okay. It took up most of the living room. Yeah, and it was so tall they had to break open the ceiling so right. it could yeah. reach. Um, but then the next morning, I had to like act surprised. Oh, yeah, and, and I, I hated myself for it. But then you got into the business where you basically are acting, yeah, you know, surprised and whatever. Right. And so, do you continue to hate yourself anytime you're acting in a project? Every single time. Every single time. Because you're a liar. <laughs> Especially when I have to act surprised. Did you ever come clean with your uh, with the grown-ups involved? Did you say, you know what? Never did. I think this is me coming clean. <laughs> uh, but I don't think they uh, are listening to this. You don't think they're they're avid listeners? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think my parents are either. Yeah. Um, I, speaking of bike, yeah. I um, rode one once. <laughs> How was it? <laughs> it's a little hard. No, I I remember one Christmas we were in Arizona. Um, at Christmas in Arizona at uh, relatives' house, Isn't and I remember I came to the kitchen to get a glass of water in the middle of the night. Delicious and delicious, the mm. perfect amount of hydrogen molecules Love and it. oxygen molecules combined. Just and water. I know. Look, I know my body is made up of seventy three percent of it, but. I'll be damned if I don't drink some of it every single day. Me too. I love just a good glass. Oh, we, we can't of say water. me too anymore. No, I know. We gotta say me also. Also me. Also me. I, okay. Also me. Also me. I love just a little H two O. Also me. Also me. Yeah. Um, but I came. I came. Uh, uh, you know. I just want. I was sleepy eyed, as I recall. Yeah. I wandered in to get water, and I got some water, and I went back. And uh, then I came out the next morning to see a, a bike out there, which, by the way, I don't even know how we transported these bikes back home to California, uh, but I guess we did somehow. But I saw I saw uh, my brother and I both had bikes, and, um, and, and, and I was so surprised, and I mentioned that I got water the night before, and I didn't see him, and everyone called me a liar. <laughs> Really? They're like, yeah, you did. You came out here to sneak around. But and you see really what you didn't. But I really didn't. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, Ugh. so it's sort of the exact opposite of your story. Yeah, weird. I didn't go out there. I just peeked through the top of the door because I was in a bunk bed. I was the, up wait, near the, the ceiling. Wait, the top of the door. So wait, wait. Okay. Or is it a one-story house? One-story house. What's was, the address? I. It's Santa Cruz, California, 95060. <laughs> so all of our listeners should go out there and yeah. bother them. Yeah. Um. We may want to cut that out. Yeah, actually. we're going to need to definitely <laughs> cut or beep that. Um, um, so, so your one story house was it? Yeah, and and you're and so you're peeking out of. I was the up in a bunk bed, bunk. and I and and the door was at the end of the. Do you bed. ever pee in the bed and have it drip down on to my head? brother's face? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, no. Um, Anyway, I so I peeked through the top of the door. Was the door open a crack or was it, it purely? I, I grabbed it and opened it a crack because oh. the the door was at the end of the bed Just where my a feet are. Crack. And looked straight through the down the hallway through to the living room and saw my dad standing uh, 
and with a bike bicycle. And I was like, holy <laughs> shit. You really paid a great picture. Yeah. I saw my dad standing with a bicycle. Uh, and I said, holy shit. And I felt I felt awful immediately. I did really you did. you felt guilty? Oh yeah. And you were doing it to try to see what you were gonna get because you just couldn't I just wait. couldn't help it. You but couldn't then help I it. saw it and I was like, what have I done? What have I done? I'm such an asshole. Yeah. yeah. So is that the last time you ever did anything wrong? Yes. <laughs> I learned my lesson. But we did find out that that day, that fateful Christmas Eve, that you are uh, a sinner mm-hmm. and you are not perfect like our Lord Jesus Christ. And an the act, reason for the season. As it turns out, an actor. <laughs> yes. And so your and your parents bought it. As far as I could tell. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Can you reenact it at all? Like what was your reaction? You know, I do not remember the morning of uh, and having to pretend I really remember nothing. From Isn't that, that interesting? And our emotions are tied to uh, to our memories. Our memories are tied yeah. to emotions. So you felt more of a, a, a guilty emotion that you remember that more than the happiness of getting the bike itself. Well, it was the genuine emotion of the two. The hmm. other one in the morning, the feigned surprise. But I mean, I just, I guess I just mean the happiness of having that bike for. That's right. For, oh yeah, that's interesting. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that, it, the, your guilt as a child was seared into your Absolutely. consciousness way more than the joy of Christmas. Absolutely. And I don't even remember the bike. You don't remember your bike? I don't. I sort of remember my first bike, the one that I got in the aforementioned tale that I told. You did. Or the tale that I uh, spun. Yeah. Um, I believe it was purple. But wait, is, and, is, this is a pretend bike that you no, remember? No. no, this is a real There's bike. There's a real bike. Okay. <laughs> wait, why, why do you think it's a pretend bike? No, I, I got the stories mixed up. Not the story not the story about uh, your grandfather's house. The story about you walking out and not seeing <laughs> yes, the bikes. Yes, Okay. Okay, right. so that bike, I believe, was purple and had a- uh, Purple? Bump. A purple bike. A purple bike, I think. Not purple like garish purple, but like dark purple. You know, Still, like cool. though, a dark purple uh, bike. Cool dark purple. Oh, okay. A cool purple bike. <laughs> purple, I believe. I got was, it. I believe purple was my favorite color when I was a kid because I think Donnie Osmond said it was his favorite color. What? <laughs> uh, You're not that. I mean, I'm that, five years old and watching Donnie and Marie on TV. God, I don't even remember Donnie and Marie. You're only you don't like remember three them? years older than me. You don't wait. You don't remember who they are, or you don't remember watching that show. No, I don't remember watching that show. You don't at remember. All. You don't. If I were to hold up two pictures of Donnie and Marie, no, Osmond, I know who you, they are. You know who they are. But I never watched that show. I, I yeah. feel like that was long before my time. I mean, it was like 1975 or 1976. Okay, or yeah, something I don't like remember that. those yeah. years. So anyway, like imagine the coolest, darkest purple that you. Okay. All right. <laughs> cool purple. Got it. <laughs> I. I'm worried that you're thinking about like a really bright. No, I'm thinking purple. of a deep purple, a deep dark, deep purple. purple. Yeah, that's. I mean, you didn't. People love them, and I'm still thinking at the coolest, darkest purple. I'm still thinking it's pretty lame. <laughs> <laughs> it had a banana seat, uh-huh. um, and uh, those handlebars, you know, that are like. It like, had a banana seat. Yeah. Oh, this Jesus. is the early '70s, oh, and God. I'm a kid. Okay. <laughs> Sounds terrible. It sounds like a terrible, I will embarrassing tell, bike. I will tell you, though, that at a certain point, I forget if it was that bike or a different bike, but I finally was like, hey, I want a cool bike. And so 
we replaced everything. I think it was that bike. We replaced everything, getting a cool, like one of those kind of triangle seats and getting the cool yeah, sure. uh, uh, handlebars that had the uh, the thing, the grips on the end of them that were yeah. super cool. And we, and we got it painted professionally uh, and it was red and, uh, and, and it was like really incredible. And everyone at school was like, holy shit, your bike's awesome. Literally a week later, I go to the movies and it don't lock it up and, oh, and my neighbor steals it. I know it's my neighbor, neighbor because because I saw uh, my neighbor was like with a gang of toughs and me and my friends went into the movie as they were coming out and I know that they took the bike. Fuck. And it was a week later and my dad was just like, we had spent all this money getting that it done and it's sucks. just like I never got it back. That sucks. Did yeah. you ever confront your neighbor about it? No, he's tough. He's like two years older than me. Jeez. I remember I had a job at the candy store at the boardwalk. and or, What? Yeah. And <laughs> what? Okay, hold on. <laughs> this is a piece of Adam Scott lore I was unfamiliar with. I Let's never, talk about this candy store at the boardwalk. Did I tell you that? No. Oh, yeah. I what? made taffy at the boardwalk for years. <laughs> what? How many yeah. years? At what age? I started there when I was I 12 so years old. 12 years old making yeah. taffy? No, I started washing dishes. Okay, how many hours a day? A lot. I like worked there eight out like eight hours a day at 12 years old? Well, it um when I was 12, you had a full-time job 40 hours a week. <laughs> it w I it was during the school year. Maybe it was just on weekends when I started and then okay. in the summertime I would work like 5 days a week. Who out there is hiring a 12-year-old boy? This place, this candy store on the board or Marini's on the boardwalk, but this is back in you know the when early eighties, yeah, mid mid eighties, like, yeah, nineteen eighty five. So when Back to the Future came out, so if you're yeah. watching Back to the Future, imagine little Adam, yeah, washing dishes at the taffy store, yeah, wishing he could see this movie, but he can't because he's out there washing dishes. You know, it was probably later. Anyway, it was twelve or thirteen, and then but I worked there through like when I was sixteen. Yeah, so you graduated to taffy maker. Yeah, I st when you're out there making taffy out, and it's out in the candy store where all the tourists and everyone can see you. And that's where you, you can actually it's kind meet. of part of the show. They gather yeah, yeah. around the part window the and you show. put it on that thing that, yeah. that like the, a mechanical the taffy yes. maker. So kind I was of thing. one of those guys. Wow. Did you? What, I'm. Um, this is what I'm imagining because I think I've seen someone make taffy like yeah. Disneyland or something. They need it or something like that, and do they throw it? I'm thinking of pizza now. They yeah. throw it in the air. <laughs> you throw it in the air and then put pizza sauce on it. Pizza sauce on it and pepperoni. Pepperoni. Put and it in a little the oven. bit of cheese, some yep. sauce. Yeah. Yeah, that's pizza. <laughs> this is definitely pizza. Um, what are the steps in? So if someone oh, wants make, to make their own Christmas taffy, and it's this is the Christmas it's proprietary, episode. Proprietary, but I'll, I'll sure. tell you what I remember. Okay. Um, and it, I would make giant batches of this stuff from scratch all day. All day. Would you ever? Giant, giant. Uh, Tubs. Did uh, you did you like taffy by the end of working there, or were you like I can't eat? I hated it, stuff? and wow. I couldn't. It just this pat over Thanksgiving, I was in Santa Cruz with my family, and my kids brought me to the this very candy this store very, we're talking like, about. Hey, Dad. Yes, because Remember they you? wanted me to eat a piece of watermelon taffy to see if I would throw up. <laughs> Because they know your kids are. <laughs> what kind of jerks are your kids? <laughs> because they know that those smells. Just make you gag. Yeah, because when when concentrated in a huge amount, the those types of flavors and smells 
really get to you after a while. And it, right. my clothes would smell like it uh, when I would go home. Anyway. So so did. did you did you start to work there and you said, hmm, I should try some of this taffium if I'm going to sell it. Took one bite. was like, this is disgusting. I'll work here for three years. <laughs> no, I think it was something that by the time at first I loved it. Was it was a by slow the time erosion. I finished. I was like, I can't eat sweets ever again. Sweets at all. For a while, I just couldn't eat wow. candy because I would just. Ta- if I tasted a little bit, I would taste like a vat of also, watermelon flavor. If, if I may get uh, uh, personal with you, and please slap my little fanny if I'm getting uh-huh. too personal. Uh-huh. Um, you, you, you said on a previous episode that you grew up a, uh, a husky child. Yes. Where, did, was this the point where you were like, oh, I can't have sweets anymore, and you started to, to no. drop the LBs? When or? I started – Thank God you didn't smack my little fanny, by the way. <laughs> when I so that's coming later. <laughs> when I started at Marini's, I was a husky kid, and I kind of grew out of it as I was working there. I don't think mm-hmm. it necessarily Maybe had anything course, to do with me not eating sweets. Were or, you just growing older? I or just something, grew or? out of it. You know, it interesting. Kind of a, Although maybe it had something. To Maybe. Do with it. Okay, so tell us this recipe. How do you make taffy? From what I remember, I would go down into the basement to get a fifty-pound bag of sugar. First of all, <laughs> okay, and. Have to so the, step one: up. buy fifty pounds of sugar. Fifty pounds of sugar, but you wouldn't use all of the. I don't know. Maybe you would, but and then giant thing of corn syrup. Okay, giant. Pour that and the sugar into a. Is it an, an equal amount? Pot. I don't remember. Okay, but but yeah, and heat those up. Buy as much of that stuff as you can, and, and just combine. It. And those two things get. Uh, you heat them up at. A high, high, hot temperature. What are we talking? One degree? One, two, three degrees. <laughs> um, scalding hot. And then you pour, from what I remember, it's like sugar, corn syrup, and then whatever flavoring you're using. So some, what would the flavoring be like if it were watermelon? Would it be like some sort of uh, juice that's like a, yeah, a fake watermelon, watermelon juice? juice. <laughs> no, it's like. Why, why are you making fun of what I, I'm. No, it's. Like you're a, not crushing watermelons and tub, putting them in there. A tub that says watermelon flavoring on That's it. That's what I mean. Yeah, and you pour it in, and it it just oh my god! I can I can like feel it in my head right now. Just wow. that intense fake uh, watermelon. Did they use smell. any kind of uh, real flavorings? Uh, no, uh, it was all just. I like don't so, know. I don't remember. You don't remember, but yeah. they, it was good. It was like saltwater taffy. It's yeah, like the best where's you the could salt, buy. Where's is the saltwater part of it come from? That it's made next to the ocean, I think. <laughs> um, but uh, and but so, it was great. And, and the taffy there is like is is great. That's, so you heat it up, yeah. and then then what happens? This is the part that oh, then it's this after you cook it for a while. It's just this amalgus, just this this super tough um, uh, ball of ball stuff. of stuff. And then you you let it cool off for a bit. You p- put it on the table, let it cool off. Then you pick it up. Take it over to this machine, right? And you start the machine, and the machine stretches it out and kind of kneads right. it. But people have done this by hand as well. Yeah, you could do it by hand, but this right. is a way to get it really like pliable and mm-hmm. soft and yummy. Is mm-hmm. to put it on this thing, and that's where the tourists kind of gather around and, and watch, they watch this thing. Then <laughs> you take boring. it off of that. You climb these stairs out into the center of this candy shop. Climb stairs? Yeah, there's these stairs up to the top of You've this You've already little... gone down into a basement. Are we talking yeah. – there's a basement in no, two the, levels? This is – these stairs up to just a small Can, platform. Do you have the blueprints? I just – I need to take a look okay, at this. Okay, let me 
Okay, right. You see? Right? Oh, yeah. That's. I would just. Walk. This is the stairwell yeah, here. I would walk yeah. over there, and so okay, it's just a little it. platform in the middle of the of yeah. the candy shop, and okay, that's where you. you would take this now tender, uh, uh, giant kind of ball of taffy and. And kind of stretch, stretch it out. Stretch it out into a. You like look a, like you're jerking <laughs> off the world's biggest dong right now. <laughs> because <laughs> literally, what you do, <laughs> you're just is you have to pull it, pull it to a long, like dick shaped, uh, uh, shapes and right. feed it into this. <laughs> feed it into a giant gaping some, someone's hole. mouth. <laughs> you have to feed it into this machine that chops it and wraps it in in paper in paper and so there's so much of this sounds automated uh the only part that's automated is feeding it into the machine but the machine well, is the stretching the machine is literally a hundred years old it's the <laughs> same one that's been there since wow. they opened in 1907 or whatever wow. so it would break down and stop oh. and get jammed every like 10 minutes so every time you're you're six feeding, times an hour feeding things in uh feeding a batch in there you have to Fix it somehow, right? Isn't it weird? So that I would just do that. Sixty like, minutes. It is weird. Sixty if you is really such a weird it. number. Like it should be a hundred minutes. I know sixty. Who came up with that? It's weird. Let's do, let's start doing hours in a hundred minutes. Fine with me. Um, that sounds great. Did you meet a? But the other yeah. the other thing I did a lot there that I hated was. Did they they, have they only sold taffy or? they have No, they have all kinds of candy and they have delicious caramel and candy apples. Mm. So one of my jobs early on when I was washing dishes was to also put the those metal sticks into the apples mm. and to get them ready You're for- You're still miming. I know, it looks <laughs> penis-like. But sticking those so much sticks candy into the apples starts to like- callous up your hands after a while like and then palms? sometimes you would slip and the and the uh the stick would go the into stick your would go all the way through the apple Ouch. into the palm of your other hand Ouch. that happened a lot Oof. but you're a 12 year old boy doing this stuff yeah and you can't complain to anyone no i had a job yeah uh, so you were like rich as a kid uh yeah but i do remember because the marinis were like family friends of my mom's family both like santa cruz families that have been there a while titans so, of industry yeah so i got i got this job but i think back then and uh it back when this would happen it wasn't like a big deal you could get a job when you're 12 and get paid like below minimum wage yeah that's what Do you yeah, remember yeah. that well that i i was just weirdly enough when i saw my parents i don't parents know on if they did that at marini's but i i, I did it i somewhere. think it was legal though but yeah yeah when i was with my parents on thanksgiving we were talking about my first job which was i i think i've talked about it here or at least on another show it was at a christian yogurt shop called the mana station similar family friends hired me when i was 15 yeah. i think i made if if minimum wage was 335 i think i maybe made 275 uh -huh. or something an hour um, because it was legal if you were underage, yep. you know? Um, and and I, and my version of it was that I was ter a terrible employee, but it, it, this, the store also wasn't great. It ended up going out of business like a year later. Yeah. Um, but I worked there six weeks until school started again, and then I had to cut back my hours. And my boss, I was so bad, my boss was like, well, why don't we cut them down to zero? <laughs> um, now, then I ta I'm talking to my parents about this, and they're like, yeah, you were fired after a week. And I was like, 
No, I was, it was at least six. It yeah. pains me to think that, like, in your memory over the past uh, 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 30 years, yeah, you they think you felt I fucked over a family friend and got fired after a week. And they were like, yeah, okay, sure, six weeks, but, you you know, you weren't the, the greatest kid. Well, they had to throw that in there. What? Yeah. You're Happy 12 Thanksgiving. years old. 15, but. 15 years old. Did this yeah. happen just this past Thanksgiving? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that's when I got up and walked out of the room and overturned the table and smashed turkey in my dad's face. Great. That's the <laughs> appropriate way of ending that conversation. Um, so you that was your – I don't know how this ties into Christmas other than Taffy, but I guess it does. But that was your first job. And Wait. You, what, I what, forget what why we, we started talking about? talking about it. Oh, because uh, my, I bought a, a mountain bike with money oh. I had saved up, and I w- it was awesome. And for uh, how long did you save up? Was it like after after one year you got it or was it like? No, I remember I was working a lot. This was when I was like 14. So I mm-hmm. needed a bike. Are a you a, bike. like a serious child? Like, oh, got to go back to the taffy shop. Good night, mother. I'll be at the taffy shop all night. How, how does that equate to being a serious kid? I just a lot of kids. They, you know, have a summer job or whatever, and they're fine with it, but they blow it off or whatever. It sounds like you were really, I mean, you hated Taffy and your yeah. work. I loved the job, though. It was a cool job to have because you wore, like, a cool white outfit and being, like, a can't. They called them candy boys. let's back up to this Wait. (laughs) They called them candy boys? (laughs) You're wearing a white outfit? You're being called a candy boy? (laughs) (laughs) Get to the cool part. I think that's... (laughs) I think that's what it was. I think... Who's they? Who's they calling them candy boys? Oh, at... At, this weirdo with the basement who hired you at the Marini's? Yeah, they would be. The, we were the candy, candy boys. boys. Candy boy, come over here. And it was a cool. From what I remember, it was a cool job. And I remember there was this one guy there that was like bullying me. He was a, a fellow employee. Me. Yeah, right when I got promoted to being like a candy boy rather than just being the dishwasher. <laughs> right. I went out there to the front and was Mother, like, I've become a candy boy today. I was like nervous about being out there with the other like older candy boys. <laughs> sure. And this guy was like fucking with me and he wouldn't leave me alone. And I remember out there in front of everybody, this other guy who was uh, nice and he was nice and he was cool. He fucking stepped up to this bully and told him and shut him down told him to leave me alone lay off our fellow candy boy yeah it was awesome wow that's great do you remember his name (laughs) uh i'm not gonna you're not think i'll say you don't want to blow up this nice man spot oh the nice man spot i don't mean the bull i don't remember his name isn't that weird that may have much jeff much similar to your christmas story you remember the bully and you don't remember the nice guy oh i remember the bully it makes you almost think that we like anything nice we do no one's gonna ever remember it so why bother i know i know i think his name was jeff actually (laughs) jeff it was jeff it was jeff it was jeff he was cool well, that's great. Um, and how? And that bike was fun. Oh, the bike got stolen. Like, oh. like I had only had it like a week, and I rode it down to work, mm-hmm. locked it up, and someone fucking cut the lock. And so took someone it. cut the lock. Yep. That's see gone. anything that ever got stolen um, from me. I feel like it was my fault. Like I didn't lock it up good enough. Or oh no, they, know, it doesn't I, matter. I, if it's I left my up. left they my just, door unlocked or whatever. No, yeah, it's not. But Even you were, if you leave your door unlocked, it's not your fault if you, things get stolen. 
I guess, but uh, when my, uh, you know, when when my uh, uncle was murdered, I felt like it was my fault because, you know, I left his door unlocked and, you know, I gave the knife to the murderer. And directions on how to kill him. <laughs> I will say part of the job that was cool was I got to drive a golf cart all up and down the boardwalk. That does sound cool. Wearing At your like white 14, little outfit yeah. and saying, attention, candy boy approaching. Wearing a cool white outfit <laughs> as a candy boy. All right, look, we need to take oh. another break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be going through all of R.E.M.'s Christmas songs. We'll be right back with a little more Are You Talking R.E.M. Remy. This holiday season, Earwolf wants to spread some cheer. Cheerwolf, if you will. We've got special episodes all over the network just for you. This first one sounds really good. Andrew T. and mm-hmm. Tawny Newsom, mm-hmm. we talked to Kulop Velisok about holiday racism. Anya was his racist. Unspooled. Take a deep dive into AFI's favorite Christmas movie, It's a Wonderful Life. Our good buds at Off Book. Have yes. three holiday musicals. Surprise! All the special holiday episodes of With Special Guest are out from behind the paywall as a gift for you. Check out a very special Improv for Humans episode, Best of the Bible. On Are You Talking R.E.M. Remy? Me and Adam Scott talk about every R.E.M. holiday single released and nothing else. Certainly there would never be anything else to talk about. Sean and Hayes, the boys hit the slopes with Adam Pally. On an episode of Hollywood Handbook. On Beautiful Anonymous, Chris Gethard is taking calls for New Year's resolutions from you. Tune in on Earwolf's Facebook page, December 21st at 2 p.m. Eastern. Marissa and Lissar get a special listener call-in with a heartfelt proposal on Womp It Up, followed by the Christmas Womptacular released from behind the paywall. There's so many more. Comedy Bang Bang, How Did This Get Made, Getting Curious, Who Charted, and Freedom! Happy Holidays, Happy Listening, and a Merry Cheerwolf to all. So much stuff, so much cheer. Cheer wolf. Welcome back. Are you talking to Ari Me? And uh, during the break, Chef Kevin uh, delivered to me, delivered unto me, I should say, a uh, very interesting article about why car stereo theft has fallen by more than 50%. Let me hear it. <laughs> um, so uh, a little while back, car manufacturers realized they could charge more for the cars if they put good stereos in them, which with good speakers and everything, which ultimately made it theft-proof because these stereos are... Uh, built into the cars in such a way that they are exclusive to this car. Yeah, they don't work anywhere They else. don't work in it. So basically, if you were to steal a car stereo out of a Jetta, you could only sell it to someone who has a Jetta, and they already have that stereo in it. Exactly. So uh, so before they decided to do this, all car stereos were, were shitty. shit. Yeah, that's what they say in here is like all car stereos were shitty, so then you would buy a good one that could fit into any car, yeah. and that would get stolen, and yeah. they could uh, unload those immediately. Does it say roundabout? approximately which year this started or around? It says that uh, throughout the 1990s, car stereos were stolen um, from more than a million in 1994 to now just over 400,000. But it seems like they uh, 
Everyone needed a better one in the 1990s, but it seems, and then car stereo, six CD changers. God, I'm looking for a year here. It's really getting tough. Probably in the 2000s, somewhere in there. Yeah. But yeah. But I also. That's interesting. Is it? I also think about. On the verge of it. I also think about uh, 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 how muggers, you know, I got mugged three times uh, in my life. You did? Uh, but no one carries cash anymore, so everyone just has credit cards, that you know, or you pay through, if you're like me, Apple Pay everything. Yeah, oh boy, uh, me too. Also me, also me. Oh, uh, yeah, also me. <laughs> uh, you don't carry cash? Not really. I mean, occasionally I'll have like twenty dollars at most on me. Let's 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 see how much cash each of us has right All now. All right. Oh, I don't even have my wallet. What? I don't think I brought my wallet to the studio. <laughs> oh, Where would you have your wallet then? Look, I was carrying a lot of stuff today. I have headphones. I have all this viewer mail. I have the iPod. I forgot my sandwich. I forgot so much stuff. I but uh, you I forgot also your forgot sandwich. My yeah. Where would you leave your sandwich? Up your butt. <laughs> And around the corner? No, that's where it goes after I eat it. Um, I don't know uh, whether my sandwich has been delivered to me. Um, where do you get a sandwich every day? Where does Scott Ackerman get his I know, sandwich? I had a sandwich in, a, in the fridge that I was going to eat because I'm, I have a very busy uh, schedule today, which but, was not helped by a certain someone yeah, no, being I can an imagine. hour late. I can imagine. But wait, wh where is the sandwich from? It's, it's, it's like, like a Gelson sandwich, pre-made sandwich. Ew! But Gelson's why is a high quality. Why don't you have a, a sandwich? Why don't you get a sandwich freshly made today for lunch rather than having one, a grocery store sandwich from yesterday for your lunch today? What's wrong with a sandwich from yesterday from Gelson's, which makes it fresh right there? Ugh, it's not going to be fresh anymore. It's going to be a day old. Yeah. <laughs> the bread you is going to be weird. Weird? Yeah. What kind of bougie trip are you on right now? Well, did you get any mayonnaise or anything on it? No. Okay. Well, I guess that's you, better. So the bread's this, not... But the bread could get soggy from the Listen, meat. candy boy. <laughs> I don't think this is a weird, bougie thing. I think having the choice between a freshly made sandwich or one it's that not a choice has been because, sitting in a I'll fridge... I'll tell you what. It's not a choice between... Because I don't have time. Because I now... Have to leave immediately from the show to get to an appointment. I don't have time to pick go, up a sandwich. pick up a sandwich, and so I was going to bring a pre-made sandwich, which I buy for such an occasion. Of yeah. I bet I'm going to have a busy day. And then you forgot it, and then I forgot it. Oh boy! Anyway, I'm trying to get it delivered. This um, this that sandwich get that sandwich delivered rather than have someone. Well, I don't want it to be two days before I eat it. Well, how about because that would be gross. How about someone go pick you up a fresh sandwich and have that delivered? <sighs> anyway, Fine. welcome back to the do, show. Do what you want. <laughs> I'm gonna get something freshly made. Yeah, me. because you have all the time in the world because you're a fuck up <laughs> who has nothing else to do today. That's not true. What I, do you have to do? I today? just had no idea that I would have this to do today. <laughs> <laughs> no clue whatsoever. All right. It's in the in the spirit of Christmas, I forgive you. Um, <laughs> all right, let's talk about uh REM's uh Christmas songs. They got quite a few of them. We got, I believe, 15 to go through. 
Okay, great. Let's do it. Um, so we've talked on uh, a previous two episodes about how REM, starting in 1988, would put out uh, fan club singles. Uh, they start out as 45s. Yep. And then um, graduated to videotapes at one point and CDs. Yep. and uh, um, But they did this starting in 1988 all the way to 2011, I believe. And is that where it ended was CD, essentially? Yeah, pretty much okay. they would they would mail out a CD, I think, at the, at the, by the end of it. Um, now, we have gone through all of the covers that they've done and all the original songs that they wrote. Yeah. Uh, but we saved all of the Christmas songs that they put out throughout the years for this episode. And uh, uh, you ready to go through them, Adam? Yeah. You, you used to get, you were part of the fan club. You used to get yeah, these? I did. From the first one on or just uh, sporadic? Years? No, I, I I think I joined like in 1990 or 91. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in, from then until from then it on. ended. Yeah. So you haven't heard a lot of this, I would imagine, but you've heard. Probably not. You've yeah. heard some of it. Um, let's start in 1988. Now, uh, this is the very first 45 they ever put so out. So that's when the fan club started was like. Was 88. 88. Okay. Yeah. Uh or at least they start sending singles. The so fan club may have been a thing before then. Got it. So th- they were pretty big when they started the fan club. Yeah, this is uh, uh, Green, I think, had just come out mm-hmm. on Election Day, right? In 1988. Yeah. Um, so this is uh, – now this is an unlisted track, and uh, 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 I believe – from all the information I've gotten on the internet, I believe this is the first track on the 45 that is unlisted – um, this is Deck the Halls um, well, with Bows of Holly, of course. Uh, yeah, no, I've heard it. Um, and uh, But this is I, – I, I'm placing Not it on the version. 1988 because on Discogs.com, on the listing of their 1988 single, a, a kind user has written in the notes – uh, it starts off with Deck the Halls and then gets to the first track listed. Oh, okay. So this is Deck the Halls. Cool. So you ready for this? Here we go. I just want to tell you, Wait, by the way, I love this. Oh, you love this. Best of the season from REM. There you go. Okay, I... I thought that was beautiful. It's nice, right? Wow. And a Christmas miracle occurred during that song. My sandwich has been delivered. <laughs> Wait, can we can we can we get a look at this sandwich? Let's while well, she's bringing it in. Okay, great. Oh, or or there it is. And this is the one rather than have someone go get you a sandwich from a sandwich place freshly made, you had someone go to your house. Well, she was going to my of, house already. Get this out of the refrigerator. She was going to my house already to pick up another thing I forgot. And so I said, "Hey, get that sandwich." Grab that Grab, grab old that, do a sandwich. little sandwich grab. Out, old, out old, a day old. 
Grab that old sandwich. What kind of sandwich? Tuna. Oh, my God. What's wrong with that? Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. So that's the first one. You like that. I love that. Um, then it goes. It's also my favorite kind of period of theirs, the here we document go. green. Here we go. Looks like I've. Uh, <laughs> here we go. See? Okay. Sell. By the way, sell by. Uh, 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 well, yeah, they're uh, tomorrow. Lib- they're pretty liberal with the sell. Liberal? Thing. No, they're conservative with it. Let me see that. It says sell see. by tomorrow. I haven't opened it. It's airtight. I'm going to tell you this bread looks good. This looks like a good okay, choice. Okay, you are very makes. worried about the bread. By the way, we want to thank Corinne, my assistant, for picking up that sandwich. Thank you so much. Although it appears she got her own bag of chips that she is hoarding and not sharing. Not sharing with you. <laughs> okay, this doesn't look that bad, but just the fact that you could get this same sandwich freshly made for you. Yes, but I didn't have time. Like, I don't know. If- You're saying that I should throw away that sandwich that I bought with my own money. By the way, my parents didn't buy that for me. I'm not some guy. Some Wait, little... you didn't have any help paying for this <laughs> I sandwich? I didn't have any help. I mean, yeah, Kulap made some money this year. We put it into a joint account. Maybe I'm using Kulap's money. I don't know. But I'm saying I'm not some, like, candy boy out there whose parents are out uh, hey, buying Hey, 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 hey. Don't bring my old jobs into this. That's bullshit, and you know it. All right. Uh, can I say how much the sandwich costs? Yeah. Okay. $8.00. And $0.99? Cents. Really? Yeah, $9 for this. That's, I'm rounding that's up. That's a little much. Now, what I would do if I was going to eat this, I would probably take that tomato out of there because that tomato Maybe sitting I will. in the fridge, I'm, I'm not a huge tomato, but get all here's my point. It's a sell by tomorrow. And, that, and, the, and they're conservative with those, meaning it still could, That's you still can eat it several days after but that. sandwiches sitting around a, in a fridge, it starts feeling you, like you're buying you a sandwich. You have a strange thing about sandwiches. This this lettuce is starting to look a little, like, <laughs> iffy to me. You're, so I should, I should have asked Corinne to, hey, I know you're already going by my house. Could you go by a different place and pick and 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 throw away that nine dollar sandwich? She could have gone by Gelson's, the place where yeah, you and bought a new got nine dollar sandwich. Get a new one, and this one you eat tonight when you get home. If you're still so, you're super saying hungry. you're still saying you still eat this one. I'm saying why not eat it now then? Because I think the lunch today is more important. This it's is more important that you have a pleasant it's experience more important than today <laughs> in the middle of your day. Okay, that's a good point. All right, let's uh, move on to the second Christmas song. So this is going to be the first one listed on this 1988 single. Yes, okay, exactly. So this is the uh, uh, the A side. This is Parade of the Wooden Soldiers. Let's hear it. Okay. <laughs> so you're thinking they should have listed the other one and made this the bonus track. D- did my okay? It doesn't say seem like this all. Well, point. it's fine. It it's just not, seems like less of a, a major, yeah, accomplishment than the one you played before, which I right. thought was beautiful. Uh, Parade of the Wooden Soldiers, of course, written by Leon Jessel. Is that um, basically what that is? Of course, Jessel. <laughs> of course, Leon Jessel wrote that. That's the. 
That's the extent of it, essentially. Is yeah, it doesn't get better okay, or okay. anything like that. Uh, uh, Parade of the Wooden Soldiers, of course, associated with Christmas, uh, although not an actual Christmas song, uh, never mentions Christmas. Um, but I guess Wooden Soldiers were a gift. A gift, yeah. So, uh, and, a, and a toy. And toys a terrific are, gift, if you uh, ask me. <laughs> I mean, that's what I give all my relatives. You give your children Wooden Soldiers every, every single year. year don't every they? year. Um, skipping ahead to 1989. Wait, we, there wasn't a B-side? Yeah, but we've already gone over these. There's not a Christmas theme. Oh, I see. Okay. okay. You, now you're okay. getting the idea of the show. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is uh, 1989. This is Good King Wenceslas. Now, weirdly enough, spelled wrong on the single as Wenceslas. But uh, let's hear this. Good King Wenceslas looked out on the feast of Stephen. Snow they round about, deep and crisp and even. Brightly shone the moon that night. Though the frost was cruel. I gotta admit, this sandwich is looking really good. I really want to bite into this thing. I know. I'm I'm pretty hungry, and it doesn't look too bad to me. Like I had to push myself to criticize that sandwich because <laughs> uh, we're both I'm pretty, pretty hungry. hungry yeah. yeah. Um, this is interesting. I can't tell who that is singing. It doesn't sound, sound like Michael Stipe. Sounds like no. It sounds like the, like a two or three of them. Yeah, like Bill Berry maybe. Bill Berry. But I don't hear Mike Mills either. Although yeah. I'm sure they're just. It sounds like they're they're putting on some affectation yeah. there. I mean, it's it's nice. Fine. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, these these Christmas singles are them having fun and fucking around a lot. Yeah, of times. man. A lot, a lot of times the B sides are like covers of their favorite yeah, songs yeah, and they yeah. fuck around and. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, that was 1989. And then uh, let's now move to 1990. Now, when we talked about these fan club singles on a previous episode, I thought that this was a version of the suicide song, Ghost Rider. But it is actually uh, a cover, a Christmas-themed cover of Ghost Riders in the Sky, written by Stan oh, Jones. First, I love that song. First recorded by Burl Ives, though, the old uh, 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 snowman himself. Uh, so this is a Christmas-themed version of Ghost Riders in the Sky called Ghost Reindeer in the Sky. Ah. Sure. Towards the end, he says, "Ghost reindeer in the sky, okay. turning it Christmassy." But I'm, uh, I'm totally in favor of that. Yeah, sounds good. Fun. I like it. Um, now we go to 1991, the next year. Now they're massive at this point because yeah. of out of time. But wait, what happened in 1990? That was 1990. I thought that was 1989. No, the previous one, Good King Wenceslas, was 1989. You okay, got, you got to pay attention. Okay. 
because you're interrupting the flow. Yes, at I this point. sure am. So this is 1991, massive global massive superstars. global superstars, and this is an original song, if you can really call it a song. This okay. is called Christmas Griping. Um, well, looks like Christmas is here again. Yeah, guess we'll have to go shopping now. I tell you what, if I hear Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer one more time, I'm going to go up on a tower with a high-powered rifle. <laughs> As we sit by the fire, all the smells will perspire. Yeah, and I'm going to have to take my nephew to the mall to see Santa Claus. Wouldn't you just love to throttle the person that invented fruitcake? And what is this thing about mistletoe? That's Sid Straw, I believe. Wait, let's let's listen to it. Let's Boom Shaka Laka Laka Ho Ho Ho. 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 It goes on like that. Okay. Pretty cynical, R.E.M. Yeah, a little bit of a uh, Grinch. Uh, yeah. Walking uh, into the studio. I that thought day. Benedict Cumberbatch was the Grinch, uh, <laughs> but. Uh, Turns out R.E.M. are, are uh, some serious Grinches when it comes to Christmas. Okay, I if they so really feel that way. The, the um, Maybe, I wonder if this is like a little bit of overconfidence, being mm. newly minted global superstars. Well, I think the, the eyes of the world are upon them, and they now realize they can't do something incredibly uh, like uh, embracing Christmas because, uh, you know, the, they want to seem cooler maybe. I don't know. Or maybe they actually feel this way. I don't know. Um, because, I mean, the whole idea of putting out a Christmas single seems to be like, hey, let's uh, have some fun and sure. warmth. And so putting this out there, uh, just a little piece of comedic. Uh, I think that's what it is there in character. Yeah, they're just fucking around. They're like doing SNL characters. This is like they're Wayne and Garth. There you go. There you go. And they hit the nail on the head. <laughs> All right. God, it's weird. I've either blocked that out or I never heard that. Before. Never heard that. You probably Very never heard strange. it. strange. This is uh, 1992. Maybe this is the first one that you got. Yeah. This is Toyland from the Operetta Babes in Toyland. Yeah, I remember this. Toyland. Like it. Yeah, it's pretty. Nice and pretty and pretty well recorded, although because this is a vinyl rip, I believe a uh, little uh, distorted on some of the S's. I think um, I have that single somewhere, the toilet. I believe this might be the first one that you got. Yeah. yeah. So I like that. 
Uh, then we go to 1993. The next year, we have uh, this. This is uh, two Christmas songs. They did recorded two Christmas songs for this one. Um, first off, we have Silver Bells, which uh, we all know was first performed by Bob Hope and Marilyn Maxwell in 1951's The Lemon Drop Kid, one of my favorite Christmas movies. Uh, let's hear Silver Bells by R. E. M. Mike Mills. Yeah, I like this. I remember this. Yeah. This is nice. This is a well-recorded one. Yeah. I like it. Some of the fan club singles, it feels like when you're getting them, it's like it's like they could have put in the slightest of effort. Well, that <laughs> but, one version of I Will Survive, I remember. Oh, it's just That one is just atrocious. like, you just give it a shot. <laughs> just, but th- that one is well-recorded. And, yeah. uh, and then this is the B-side. This is Christmas Time is Here from... 1965's A Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, yeah, I remember. Is this something, something weird about this? Like it's played too slow or something? Uh, like I think of- it's haltingly, maybe, but... Uh, But no, it's not to a click track, probably. Do you only like songs that are recorded to a click track? That's it. I just like click tracks. <laughs> if they could just turn up the click tracks on modern recordings. That's right. Ooh, you got a little uh, sleigh bells there. Oh, yes. That feels like Christmas to me. Another thing to share. Time is here. This is me singing. This is not Aryan. Oh. Christmas time to cheer. I love it. I love it. Night. My singing, you mean? Yes. Uh, yeah, that's, that's nice. That's, that's great. Fun. That's a great double-sided single yeah. to have Silver Bells and Christmas Time is Little here. Little treasure there in old 93. Um, let's go to 94. We have uh, so this is Monster just came out. Monster just came out, and they uh, this is an original called Christmas in Tunisia. This is an instrumental. uh, Nothing incredibly Christmassy about it, other than the title. But let's hear a little bit of it. Those are drums. Huh? Have you ever heard those? No. You don't think this sounds Christmassy? <laughs> Wait a minute. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, there it is. Where's the bathroom? Ho, ho, ho. Where's the beef? It sounds like Don Pardo. Oh, where's the beef? Okay. Yeah, I, I think I remember that. Interesting. Sure. So then... R.E.M., they continue to put out the singles, but they don't record any Christmas-themed songs. Ever again. Until 2000. 
Whoa. So, so they, they take six years off and they just put out like either B-side. Like Sometimes it was like, hey, here's just a live recording of us doing this song. I whatever. remember that and being a little like, why? Why did you guys why? stop doing this? Why? 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 So 2000. So this is in between Up and Reveal. Mm-hmm. They decide to put out a Christmas. Suddenly song. they record another Christmas song. Now, I don't know uh, why. I don't know how, but they did it. <laughs> Okay. And this is uh, this is a cover of the uh, this is Christmas time is here again a cover of the 1967 Beatles song that they put out on their fan club single. Oh, so let's hear this. This is so it's uh, you know time is a flat circle. Sorry. <laughs> the big question is when will Paul marry Yoko? <laughs> oh, well, Beatles It'll joke. Make the whole thing complete. Are we ready? You want me to check your tune? Uh, tuning is just completely incidental to this. Okay, that's for sure. So we're just gonna go. So should we do a like two bar intro or something? Let her up. Yeah. Hey, why don't we do something weird? Why don't we do a G sharp? Already, my favorite song. I, I do not remember this. What the <laughs> fuck is going on? <laughs> Turn it up. Let me fast forward a little bit to where. Uh oh. I don't hate this. Oh, I like this. I think it, once it locks into the groove, it's yeah, interesting. I, I like, like that they've like, got all those horns and stuff. It's interesting. It's, yeah. The Beatles version is great. I um, would imagine they were recording Reveal when because they, they had all that. Oh, the game. New Orleans horns and all that kind of stuff? Well, Reveal, wait, what am I, I think it was Vancouver. Oh, the Vancouver horns, yeah. <laughs> the Vancouver horns. <laughs> okay, now cut to two years later. This is a cover of the big star song, Jesus Christ, so which, th- yes. Sorry. This is 2002 now? 2002. Uh, remember when we did our U2 Christmas episode, yeah. I thought the, the U2 song, Jesus Christ, was a cover of the big star song, Jesus Christ, and uh, then we played it in the song, and it was not it that. Was, and uh, I, f- I had egg on my face sure and uh, uh, scrambled. Um, but this is a cover of the song, Jesus Christ, by big star, the Alex Chilton song, Mike... Sings it, um, and so let's hear uh, a little bit of that. Sort of a non-traditional Christmas song, but I really like it. Jesus 
Awesome. Great. Right? Yeah. Really good. Uh, interestingly enough, perhaps, uh, Mike sings a different version in 2006 with the singer Sally Ellison from Hem. Huh. And that was for a uh, charity single uh, to, in 2006, and uh, all the proceeds were donated to the Red Apple Foundation, a nonprofit organization dedicated to improving the quality of life for children in the U.S. That's so, awesome. Um, so he likes this song enough to do it twice. So nice, he did it twice. Yeah, Mike was always a, or it has always been a big, big star guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think. Uh, Even toured, uh, tour, toured. I believe that third, is it the third Big Star record? They did a tour the just one called Third. Or yeah, they. Is, am I wrong about that? Or sister? I know the Posies were like the rhythm section when they toured. Uh, when they got back together, when Big Star got back together. Yeah, I but I feel like Mike toured with or a not band the rhythm covering Big Star. I don't bass know. and guitar. Whatever, he loves I don't Big know. Star. But yeah, yeah, and, and the Posies are on, you know, the Minus Five yeah. Christmas record. Uh, okay, so this is 2002 as well. This is uh, a spoken word over the, uh, read over the New Orleans instrumental number one. This is Michael Stipe reads Martin Luther King. My name is Michael Stipe. I'm reading tonight from the book Strength to Love, written by a great hero of mine, Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. King was the pastor and preacher at uh, Ebenezer Baptist Church, uh, not 90 kilometers from where I sit right now. Kilometers? <laughs> uh, he was a civil rights activist. And when this book was published in 1963, in his words, a realistic pacifist, greatly influenced by the teachings of Mahatma Gandhi. Of the two passages I'm going to read, the first uh, is King trying to answer the teachings of Jesus, love your enemies, from the book of Matthew and the Holy Bible. And the second, uh, I searched through King's writings for a reference to London, and I found it. Why should we love our enemies? Returning hate for hate multiplies hate, adding deeper darkness to a night already devoid of stars. Darkness cannot drive out darkness, only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate, only love can do that. Hate multiplies hate, violence multiplies violence, and toughness multiplies toughness in a descending spiral of destruction. So when Nice, Jesus right? Says, yeah, and this was also in 2002, this is in the midst of the run-up to Iraq. This mm -hmm. is right after 9-11, so th these were potent Potent words Potent and a, words. a message that needed to get out there. Sure. Um, now, cut to five years later. They don't record another wow. Christmas thing until 2007. Wow. 2000, what's going on in 2007 in our 2007. They're about to put out Accelerate. They're in about, just a oh, couple okay. Months. In a couple months, they put out Accelerate. This is, uh, and this is really good. This is a cover of the uh, 1973 Slade Christmas song called Merry Xmas, Everybody. <laughs>
quality. Sounds cool. I like that original as well. Uh, one of the modern Christmas classics. Um, what are the modern Christmas classics to you? There are so many. Yeah, too many to talk about yeah. now. Um, so from 2007, we now jump to 2009. Okay. Okay. And uh, this is uh, the R.E.M.'s version of Santa Baby, the ah. 1953 Eartha Kit classic. Baby, just slip a sable under the tree for me I've been an awful good girl, Santa baby So hurry down the chimney tonight Is this Mike or is this... Yeah, yeah Santa baby Yeah, that's cool That's great Nice. Yeah. Nice. So that's 2009. That's 2009. That's it? No, we got one more. One last one. What year? 2011? 2010. 2010. Yes. 2011 was the last year they they put these out, but uh, in 2011, there was no Christmas uh, material. This is the last Christmas song they ever put out. This is 2010. So their last record is about to come out like in... February, I think it came out, right? Or March in uh, of 2011. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they must have been recording that when they recorded this. This is uh, a cover of the 1963 Phil Spector and Darlene Love classic. This is a song that you too also very famously uh-huh. did. This is Christmas, Baby, Please Come Home. I think it's Mike. They uh, there's a note uh, on this that Michael Stipe did not participate, which is a weird way of putting it. Like did not participate. Like he's sitting next to it, just arms folded, <laughs> like shaking there. his head and giving a thumbs down. You mean sign. on the actual single, it says that? Uh, in the notes that I read online about. Oh, this. weird. Yeah, this sounds cool too. Lots of echo and reverb. Yeah. And yeah. that is it for their Christmas singles. That's cool. I like that's some a good, good stuff. Collection. There's about 42 minutes worth of uh, material. Will that you they send could, those to me? No. That they could put out on a um, on a record if they want. I think to. you already did, but it's lost in my I don't inbox. Think, I don't think I okay. sent uh, all the. I, I, I basically I should put it on a thumb drive to you because it'll take literally 30 emails to send you all this stuff. Yeah. Um, so there we have it. Good for REM. Yeah. Now, there's there's other Christmas material that we could talk about on a future episode. Yeah. Uh, the Minus Five, Peter Buck's spinoff band with yeah. Scott McCoy, they put out a whole Christmas record, and they just, in fact, uh, uh, in early November, put out a, a new Christmas song, 
with uh, Ben Gibbard of Death Cab for Cutie oh. singing on it. So we can talk about, and we can also talk about uh, Peter Buck and Scott McCoy wrote a song for the Monkeys' new Christmas oh, album. Oh yeah, that's but, really cool. Um, I don't believe we have time for that today. We're going to have to wrap it up here. Uh, but uh, before we go, I want I know you have some Christmas tidings that you want to impart upon the listeners. Yeah, yeah. I really just I wanted to say Merry Christmas to um, to my friends. I wanted to say Merry Christmas to my family. Hmm. I wanted to say Merry Christmas to my fans. Hmm. I wanted to say Merry Christmas to those who don't necessarily care for my work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want to say Merry Christmas to you. Thank you so much. You're Although welcome. you had already said Merry Christmas to me. When was that? In the part about the people who don't care for your work. Oh, okay. Well, then you got it twice. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, uh, uh, thank you to everyone for making this truly the year of Are You Talking Already? Yeah. Me. Uh, I don't it, even know where to start. <laughs> it, um, it was really uh, great having you all listen to it this year. It was our pleasure to. I had a fun year doing this with you. Oh, yeah. It was, thank you it so was much. Great. A lot of fun. Uh, super fun. And maybe we'll put out some uh, episodes next year. Yeah. Who knows? Why not? You who, know? who knows what's going on with us next year? Yeah. Um, but uh, until then, who knows what the future will bring, but uh, I hope it brings you all of uh, everything that you want for Christmas and especially feelings of warmth and family and joy. You and know, all I want for Christmas. What's that? It's my two front teeth. Yeah. you. I was wondering, like, yeah. how did you lose those? Yeah, I got to get those back. That, those and I want my two front teeth. I want them back. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time. And until then, we certainly hope that you have found what you're looking for. Bye. Your eyes are burning holes me. I'm Hey, Queeros, it's me, Cami Esposito, and I'm here to tell you about my podcast, Query. You can sit in on hour-long conversations between me, Cameron Esposito, and some of the brightest luminaries in the LGBTQ family. Query explores individual stories of identity, personality, and the shifting cultural matrix around gender, sexuality, and civil rights. Plus, it is fun. We have had some incredible guests. Uh, Emmy winner, Lena Waithe? Yes, definitely. Congressman Mark Takano? You bet. L Word creator, Eileen Shaken? Yes. President and CEO of Glad Sarah Kate Ellis? We definitely have. We've got celebs. People like Trixie Mattel, Evan Rachel Wood, Tegan and Sarah, the band and the people separately on two different episodes. We also have activists and change makers in our community. I think it's a one of a kind show full of chats you have never heard before. It's identity, it's community, it's query. You can find query every Monday on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.